0: Spot of gold Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Ramble by the River I'm your host Jeff Nesbitt Thank you for spending this time with me today I really appreciate it, it means a lot I know there's a lot of things you could be doing with your time And I appreciate that you're spending it with me It is Saturday, April 10th, 2021 And I hope you're having a lovely day The sun's shining. Hopefully it's shining where you are as well. And yeah, let's just get into it. My guest today is a three-time state champion golfer for Washington State. Would have been four, but he got screwed on that last one. You'll find out about that in the show. He is currently an NCAA Division I golfer for Seattle University. And he's a hell of a nice guy. This kid... Is a special being. He's not a normal kid. You notice it. I mean, I, I, God, I cannot stop calling him a kid. He'll always be a kid to me. He was a kid when I met him, but he's definitely not really a kid anymore. He's an adult, and he's probably felt like an adult for a long time. He's one of those. He's one of those kids that's just. You just see it in his eyes. You can hear it in his voice. He's an old soul. He's a mature young man, and it's really obvious talking to him this kid is committed to his craft he wants to be a professional golfer someday and i really truly believe he'll be one just after this conversation i have a hard time believing that he'll fail at anything he's really just steadfast in his commitment to achieve his goals and it's great it's inspiring it's fun to it's fun to talk to him and it's fun to listen to him but to see somebody who can really commit to something like that and and just really go all in is quite inspiring if this is your first time checking out the show please subscribe and like us on facebook twitter instagram get on our twitter at at ramble river pod our instagram is ramble by the river and at facebook you can just search for ramble by the river or search for jeff nesbitt so if you feel led to leave a review please do that it is very helpful Beginning in June, we are going to start seeking sponsors. So if you have a business that provides a service or creates a product that is actually good, get a hold of me and we'll make a deal. I am going to try to make it a seamless part of the show so it's not abrupt and it doesn't mess with you um, as a listener. And really, I want to promote products I love. I want to promote services that are helpful and businesses that I think deserve to thrive. If you listen to the show, then you already know that we regularly bring up local businesses. So it's really not going to be anything new. We care about the community, and this has become somewhat of a community forum. So it's a great place to talk about the best parts of our community. And some of that is the local businesses. You know, but I'm open to non local businesses too. If you got some money you want to throw at me, and I, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. What I won't do is let these ads ruin the show. I've listened to a lot of podcasts that have these abrupt ads that just pop up randomly and they don't make sense and they're not integrated, and I fucking hate it. It annoys me. It makes me want to turn off the show or at the very least fast forward through them. I don't want to do those. I would like to create these ads as part of the experience of the whole show. So it'll be products that I would probably already talk about anyway. I promise not to try to sell you some bullshit, make you waste your money just so I can get paid. That's not what I'm here to do. I want Ramble by the River to provide some kind of value to your life. And part of that could be introducing you to some awesome products. I have found a lot of cool stuff from ads on Joe Rogan or ads on the Lex Friedman podcast. Ads aren't all bad. A lot of these ads can be really cool because there's a lot of awesome products out there. I like to buy shit. You probably do too. And I think there's a way to do these ads in a way that actually enhances the experience of the podcast and doesn't actually take away from it. But it won't change the essence of Ramble by the River. So yeah, if you know of a business, especially local, let's, let's promote local businesses around here in, in the Pacific Northwest. And we can work together to build the show and at the same time build up these businesses. It's a good relationship and I'm really ready to start exploring that. So shoot me a message or leave a comment. Just get a hold of me somehow. We've also got the email. It's in the show notes. We have gotten some really good responses to a few of our most recent episodes, primarily the Mario Rodriguez episode. We've had several people reach out and express gratitude for producing that, and it's been really cool. I, I'm, I love that you guys are enjoying what we're making here. It's really a good feeling. So thank you for reaching out if you've done that, and if you haven't, thank you for just listening. It's been really cool. I guess we'll just get into this episode. It's Again, it's with Blake Kukula, and he is a fantastic young man. Uh, The interview gets crashed by my wife, Melissa. Her and Blake go way back. She knows Blake much better than I do. She had Blake as a student in, I think, fifth grade and maybe sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, all the way through, I don't know. I met him in eighth grade, and he was just very clearly an awesome kid right from the the get-go, you can tell. And I've never heard anyone say anything bad about him. He's nice, he's talented, he's he's successful, but he's still somehow not a dick. He's a great kid. Melissa comes in, she's gonna she just pretty much slips right in, takes over for me as the interviewer, and get to know her for a few minutes, and then I'll pop back in and take over again. So without further ado, I present to you a conversation with the one and only Blake Kakula.
1: I could really use a change of scenery yeah. Everybody's smoking all the greenery yeah. Close the match cause they were handed down to me But I'm still fly, I'm still fly, I know I'm still fly, I'm still fly, let's go It could all be worse, I could be a hater like you It could all be worse to make the man, but that poison's gonna chew you Just now say it with your chest. I'm now. young, I'm free. Can't nobody take.
0: To prove to me. All right, welcome to the Crab Shed, man. Thank it's, you. It's good to have you here. It's good to be here. I'm going to do, I'm just going to close up the curtain and we'll get going. Perfect. Yeah. I somehow always get caught in mouth when we're doing these. Yeah. I think it's just nerves. <laughs> yeah. Or the fact that I'm trying really hard not to. It's almost just like you're just talking as much as we do too, I would think. That's yeah. As much as you do. It's like uh, in high school when I would try so hard not to sweat out and pit out my shirts. Yeah. <laughs> But I always still would. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Speaking of high school, you're done. I'm done, yeah. You're done. And you finished in a weird year.
2: Yeah, 2020. It was
0: definitely weird. Class of 2020. What was that like? to try? Did you guys still have prom and
2: graduation
0: things like that at all? We didn't have prom. No prom.
2: There was no dances since once COVID hit, from what I can remember. Yeah, that'd be pretty dumb. Yeah. We had graduation, uh, but it was... Virtual, it, so yeah, it was we, a, it was.
0: I guess graduation is always kind of a pain in the ass. Like you sit in a tight room, but it's cool because you're all together.
2: Yeah, a little bit. I hate to say it sucked because we we made the best of it. And of course, I like I'm sorry. Think, I shouldn't. Have no, said no, that. not at all. No, I wasn't offended by it whatsoever. I just would have felt like, ah, uh, yeah. I, it, I feel like that for you guys. Yeah, for sure. As a bystander, I think everybody would say they love to see an actual graduation yeah. but yeah it is what it is we ended up having to each of us as students make our own appointments and come in and walk down the aisle and grab our diplomas on camera then they made a big dvd of it and sent it out to each student so that's how it worked did you still walk with somebody or by yourself i walked by myself yeah i was a speaker too so i kind of were you valedictorian i was not nope who like was valedictorian i think there was two and i don't know who they were oh, i got, shout out a, valedictorians <laughs> yeah there was a big dispute about it i don't know oh. But
0: was it the dispute that it should have been Blake?
2: No, it wasn't. I didn't have a really big need to have that position or that title yeah. or whatever. But yeah, I mean, yeah there was... <laughs> there I was, could have had it too. I chose not to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just a couple
0: of uh, potential valedictorians in here having yep. a conversation. Never did do it. The hearts of champions. That's what we got. <laughs> yep. Speaking of champions, you are an actual champion. Unlike me, who is just a figurative one. <laughs> so a uh, three-time state champion in golf. Was huh? that... B, 1A, It was the whole, combined 1B and 2B
2: combined, yeah. Okay. So.
0: 1B and 2B combined.
2: <laughs> so that's probably a lot of people. It was a good amount of people, yeah. Yeah. So three,
0: huh? Could, did they cancel the state tournament for the, your fourth? Yeah, so they canceled Fuck. the, yeah. That must have stung. It was, it was different, yeah. Was yeah. it devastating? I wouldn't say
2: for a second it was devastating.
0: God, yeah. I'm sorry, man. That, that probably felt like a death.
2: That's okay. Yeah. It's more like we don't even have a chance to go do it. Yeah. But again, yeah, I've told people before who's asked me the same questions. It's, you know, you think about it. And then I said, five minutes went by and I said, there's about zero things I can do to fix this. So yeah. what are we going to do to move forward? And- yeah.
0: Yeah. I was going to run a half marathon at mm-hmm. 13, 13.1 miles and it got canceled too. So I think we're about equal. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much about the, the same. same. Pretty much the same. No, it's, it seems like you have a pattern of really high performance. Is that something that you have done intentionally, or has it just come naturally? A
2: pattern of high performance,
0: meaning like... I'll give you some examples. Every year, I don't actually know what time of year it is, but at some point, a memory comes up on my wife's phone that is a video of a chubby little blonde boy (laughs) with a giant guitar, and he's playing a song, and he's doing it pretty damn well. (laughs) And he's singing, and that little chubby boy was you, man. (laughs) And I'm like, this kid is a virtuoso. Yeah. And I don't know, so that's one example. That was a long time ago. Exactly. <laughs> the, uh, have you ever seen videos of Justin Bieber as a little kid? I have not. I haven't seen many videos of Justin Bieber. Period. <laughs> okay. We all know that's a lie. <laughs> that we are inundated. He's everywhere. Okay. Okay. Um, also, quite talented. Um, okay. Especially Hard to impressive argue. as a kid. Yeah. But that that thing that some people just have it. You got it, man. It's a quality of where you're just like, I would trust this kid to do. I, sh- I sh- stop calling you a kid. You're not a kid. You're a grown-up now, but I would have confidence that you could do just about anything.
2: Well, uh, thank you. And appreciate
0: it. maybe with the time to learn it, and I just—it seems like you can do a lot of stuff. You did well in school and sports.
2: How much you squat? I haven't squatted in about a month because. What's we're the most you've ever squatted? Four ninety-five. For fuck's sake, Blake. <laughs>
0: When I first heard that you could squat over three hundred pounds, I was like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> that, I, I'm a grown man; I can't squat that much. Like, uh, got
2: short legs. I gotta move what up. can
0: you not do? It actually, really, what is your what's your Achilles' heel? What stops you?
2: I don't know. I've never thought about it. Oh, That's a good answer. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'd have to. If you, you let me some, know
0: when you find out, if, if I, I
2: ever find out, if I come yeah. across it, I'll let you know. I'd have to hear some examples and then say, "Oh, maybe I'm not that good at that." But.
0: I'll stop kissing your ass for a second. No, you're good. What uh, What are you doing now? Where you, so you're in school,
2: Seattle, yep. Yep. Seattle U. Yep, Seattle University. Playing on the golf team there. What are you studying? Physiology. Physiology. Yeah. What is it you want to do? I really won't use that major too much when I'm done. It's more of just a knowledge to to have that knowledge of what I'm really most interested in. Which is the human body? Yeah, which is the human body, the science of exercise, how the human body functions, the way it functions, and why it functions that way. Oh, that's a great field. Yeah, for sure. And regardless, I want to do something with golf after college. Are you going to go pro? That's the plan. Yeah, that's plan A. I want to go play professional. There's a lot of routes you can take with that to go play professional. And that would definitely be, you know, my first goal. It's always been my first goal since basically freshman year of high school. And then, yeah, if that doesn't work out, I have both brothers of mine that are instructors in the golf business. And that's a great gig too. And I'd love to teach also. So that'd be another way to go, but I'm still looking to go pro. So. Wow. That's a very ambitious goal. Yeah. It, no it seems like
0: you probably are qualified to make that kind of a goal. And it's not that crazy though.
2: There, there was times when it definitely did sound crazy in the past, but mm-hmm. To most people it never sounded crazy to me mm-hmm. but yeah other people would look at it and say oh that's a lofty goal yeah but because there's only a few
0: that's the thing mm-hmm. but when you you know look at your experiences and you're like hey you know every time there's a big group of us and just a couple guys end up on top i'm usually one of those guys it's there's a good chance you'll end up on top again oh thank you yeah especially so you keep up the work ethic <laughs> so how often do you have to train for something
2: like that For the goal of going pro? For just to be the best at what you want to do. Every day. There's no days off. That might not mean I'm going to head to the course and practice for this many hours every day, but it definitely means you're setting aside a chunk of your day as you're going to shoot for that goal. I I treat it like my job. I'm going to Seattle University. I'm getting paid to go there and play golf and obviously go to school but I'm essentially getting paid to play golf for this school. I treat it as a job. I treat it like I wake up every morning and I got to go do what I love, I still love to do it. It's not a hassle to go practice and, and prepare for what I want to do. But yeah, I treat it just like a guy would who's working 9-hour shifts in a day. It's it's your job. Got to go do it and for me, fortunately, it's what I love to do. It's what I grew up doing and yeah, I I don't take any days off regardless of that. I, I might not practice I I tend to say I practice every single day regardless, but if I don't practice a day, there's still things i'm doing in my room whether it's putting and working on my putting technique mm-hmm. or working i still work out every day i go for a run five days a week just keeping in tip-top shape yeah it's do you do any kind of visualization
0: techniques? oh yeah all the time yeah that stuff's pretty cool
2: it's crazy yeah there's I, a lot of
0: research that really supports that that works very well there's a
2: lot of yeah for sure and i think i did i understood minute part of it when i was in high school like a minute part very little i understood how important it was but i didn't really understand the ideas behind it like what made it that important a lot of
0: coaches put it like almost presented as a woo, like a yeah. inspirational thing like you should believe in yourself because but it's really like setting a biological imperative like setting your body and your whole system your whole collective system up for success mm-hmm. yeah like and making I'm, a plan
2: yeah for sure and i'm a guy who when they tell me something i want to know why that's important and yeah my point being is when i got to college i think when you play division one athletics any college you work with some sports psychologists you work with guys who i mean have a lot of training in that field of visualization and really sports psychology in general and you learn a lot about it just be able to pick the brains of some guys like that and even just read a lot of books that we've read yeah
0: your knowledge goes sky high you must find it pretty inspiring if it is now where you're going to take your career yeah and your whole basically life
2: I definitely find it, yeah, as a huge part of things I have to do every day to prepare or how I act on the golf course, I have to implement visualization every shot I hit for sure. It seems like that's been becoming
0: more and more a bigger part of the way people openly talk about human functioning is Mm -hmm. like to kind of assimilate psychology with your biology and understand that the things that you do in here in your mind are going to affect the way you feel and vice versa. Yeah. So physical health, mental health, it's all really all one big package.
2: I would agree with that. Yeah. So what do you do to relax? What do you do to take the, your foot off the gas? <laughs> it's, that's a good analogy. Cause I was about to say, I feel really relaxed when, when I drive. <laughs> ah. So it's a, uh... Me too, actually. That's it's probably my not a great thing, but I, just to turn on some country music and drive, especially on a day like today when it's this nice out, like just driving back, I was practicing over in Astoria all morning, and coming back here, driving across the bridge with country music on, really relaxes me. I think I have a harder time relaxing once I step out of the car because I'm usually going somewhere. If I'm back home, I'm usually like it's in the afternoon or the evening, and I'm working out, and then I'm finishing schoolwork, whatever it is, and then I... I get to bed. Driving relaxes me with that music there, especially relaxes me a yeah. lot. Yeah,
0: I've thought about that a lot because I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. I I drive constantly. Yeah, and I drive for work, so I'm on the road a lot. My my work is far away from where I live, so mm-hmm. I'm traveling quite a bit. I've done a lot of thinking during that time, and it makes me feel good. I like I've noticed that a lot, if, especially if I'm stressed, I'll have the urge to go for a drive. Yeah, and I've wondered if that's because it allows my body to feel like it's doing something mm-hmm. while my mind is occupied elsewhere, because they completely detach from, e- from each other. Like yeah. your body's driving the car and your brain can go wherever. For sure. Whereas if I'm like, I like to edit podcasts, not edit, but like screen edit mm-hmm. or podcasts, where what I do is I actually just play it. And then I make a n- vocal note in my recorder, time, timestamps, mm-hmm. so edit it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it is so much more enjoyable to do that than sitting here in the studio just sitting on my ass, just on the computer. Yeah. Because my body's, what the fuck? I got to yeah. do something. <laughs> yeah. Get me out of here. For sure. And yeah, it's so driving is a good one. It's meditative in a way.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would, I'd probably add to that driving faster than you should. Oh, yeah. Relaxes me a little bit. What but- do you drive? I drive a Hyundai Sonata Sport. Cool. So it sticks to the road pretty good. It's just, Yeah. Being that it's a sport is what makes it fun to drive. I don't suggest at all to drive fast. but, but I, for Only me, within legal bounds. Yeah, exactly. When I, yeah. I, I think I bought that car like the end of my senior year because I had a truck prior to it. And, and I knew I needed something better for the city being up in Seattle. But I found it and it was a sport. And I started driving it and I said, oh, this is phenomenal. And, you know, it was, yeah, really zippy. So, yeah. I mean, driving fast relaxes me. (laughs) I love cars, man.
0: I've always loved cars. I've driven a lot of different cars. Yeah. It's weird. People get real weird about cars. Like, they act like it's teams. Like, you're either a truck person or you're a sports car person, and the two shall never meet. Yeah. And I I don't think like that at all.
2: Not at all, yeah. They've got
0: the pros and cons. For sure.
2: Yeah. I could drive a truck just as easy as i could drive that car out there too if i would have found a truck that i liked that i could afford and you i've know. seen the cyber truck the tesla yeah oh yeah out? i've seen it i don't like the look of it that much though
0: ah uh, it's either a love or hate it thing i think it's new so it's every time there's something that's in design that's mm-hmm. really new it, it always is going to meet a lot of resistance and that's how progress in art is made you gotta take it up to the edge of what people have already done and then take it one notch further in some direction Mm -hmm. and then sometimes you miss sometimes you hit that's true and you never really know until after Mm -hmm. but yeah i I like it i'm but i'm a gambler on 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 art and progress technology and things like that i want people i want creators to take risks Mm -hmm. because i know that the more stuff that's being created the better it's going to get the final product is going to be the best but so, yeah, I'm all in. I, I put a down payment on one. Did you really? <laughs> it's only a hundred bucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm like, yeah, I haven't been buying Tesla stock late, I, lately. I should. Uh-huh. It's been not that great. Yeah. But yeah, I put that down payment like a year and a half ago. Oh, nice. They said it was coming out in 2021, but it doesn't look like it. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see.
2: Yeah. It, it,
0: Tesla's pretty cool. I like I like the whole idea behind green technology. Yeah,
2: no, I, I definitely your like,
0: generation's gonna have to figure all that stuff out. Yeah,
2: how do we switch switch it over? Yep, for sure. Yeah, I definitely like the thought of it, and they have Elon Musk in general has just been revolutionary these last few years since he's come to light. But
0: yeah, it's so weird that the people like captains of industry and
2: mm-hmm.
0: political leaders are like on Twitter. Yeah. And they're all kind of trollish. Yeah, I know. I see that too. It's funny. The popular ones at least. Yeah. It's funny. I like Elon Musk though. He's cool. Yeah, for sure. Who else is big these days that change in the world? Jeff Bezos. He's, you don't hear a lot about his rocket stuff.
1: He no. must be
0: working with the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I haven't, uh, I haven't heard much about him at all. Blue Origin, I think, is his company.
2: How long have you been playing golf? Picked up my first club when I was two years old. Oh, you're a little Tiger Woods. I was a little. I was a little guy, yeah. Yeah, could barely walk around, but I had these little plastic clubs, and yeah, that was when I started. Then picked it up, and I had a little, probably one year hiatus between like when I was eight and nine that I just was not feeling. Eight and nine. <laughs> yeah, between, I was not feeling golf. I, I was feeling more of a relaxing and hanging out on the couch watching TV kind of thing for whatever reason. And but after that, I was. You know, all in with golf after that.
0: Yeah. So. That sounds like a hard year, eight and nine.
2: Looking back at it, it didn't doesn't seem that hard. Is that when you learned to play guitar? No, I think I, I learned when I was like, I think I was probably 11, 12. you I still play? Learning. I still play a little bit. Yeah, I don't play nearly as much as I did for that Year or two when I played a lot. Is but, yeah, it something you do
0: for just therapeutic purposes?
2: Yeah, it's like I I have it in my room wherever I'm at, where I'm staying, and yeah. Usually, if I'm just feeling it like late at night, I'll pick it up and I'll strum for five or ten minutes, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, just enough to keep it fresh in your mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so music is like therapy for
0: you. It yeah. Seems. yeah, yeah. Talk about I love the country music, yeah. on the bridge and and yep. the, the guitar. Do you play any other
2: instruments? I don't. I can dabble on piano, but it's very minimal. I can barely do anything. But that's basically it. Yeah. I admire
0: musicians very much, but Mm -hmm. I'm not really one. I wish I was. I feel like if I would have tried a lot when I was younger, I would have eventually become one. But I struggled so hard to focus in like band or any Mm -hmm. kind of lessons because I tried to pick up multiple instruments and I would learn how to play it as soon as I was like fluent on it Mm -hmm. uh, to where I could play several songs and to where it it just came out naturally. Yeah. I would immediately stop practicing. I did it. Yeah. (laughs) And then I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And then a year later, it would be gone. So it's, fuck, I got to figure this one out. But I think that what you're talking about is really the trick. Like, you just pick it up five or ten minutes every
2: day. Yeah, and it's not like an ambition of mine to be really good on the guitar anymore. I think mm-hmm. that kind of left me a while back, whereas all my ambitions are pointed towards golf. But it's still cool to pick it up and be able to play it sometimes. I can search a chord chart and for a song, and nine times out of ten, I'll know how to play all those chords, so it's good. I can strum along to a song I like by whoever it is, on, like a country artist, and that's always cool, so, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I hear somebody on the stairs. Do we have company? Uh, what? You wanna
3: walk, up? You wanna, walk up? You wanna up? you wanna play down there? I'll walk. Up.
2: She's got
3: her toys down there. <laughs> Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. good. I'm gonna go sit with Amelia. Good to see ya. Oh,
2: it's good to see you, what's new?
3: Much, right, a whole lot
2: cool little setup he's
3: got. Isn't it funny? Yeah. It's like his fort. Yeah. I've teased him a lot that he's out playing in his fort. Yeah. Especially when he was making this mural. Oh, uh, he made this? Yeah. That's awesome. With a lot of tape. Well, how it had time. And <laughs> time. <laughs> so what's new? Not much. I'm going to just sit and catch me up on your life.
0: <laughs> Not a whole lot. Take, Blake, we're going to make this part of the podcast. So just take a few minutes and then just... Do it as if it is
3: the show. I'm not a real interviewer, Jeffrey. Yeah, you are. Just sit down in my seat and talk
0: about six inches away from the mic.
3: Do you want the, the headphones mic. on?
0: Uh, if you want.
3: <laughs> you guys. Do you want to put the headphones on? I'm fine on. either way. It doesn't matter to me. Throw them on. Yeah, it feels better. I've never done this before. <laughs> it's definitely interesting. I Here's do it. still wear a microphone all day long for work. Oh, yeah. But my no. voice doesn't sound like this in this.
2: <laughs> it's weird. Can you, do you just hear me out of one ear? Yes. Yeah, that's the same, yeah.
3: Huh. It's weird. I hear I me talk never out of this I done ear. this before.
2: Yeah. But it's cool.
3: Okay. That first year that I started at Ocean Park School, uh-huh. they were like, we want you to teach sixth grade, and also there will be 34 kids in your class. <laughs> so we got you a microphone. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> You're like,
3: oh great! <laughs> That'll it turned fix out it. to be such a great group of kids. It wasn't it was too like, bad, yeah. No, that was like the Jeb Sheldon class, yeah. And I loved them. Yeah, <laughs> they were all your friends, no too. no doubt. Yeah, but yeah. that was a class
2: I wanted to be in when I was just a year <laughs> younger. Because you so I thought can- I think I could have. I think it's good in retrospect that I didn't.
3: You're young for your class, but you academically, you could have been accelerated really easily. I think
2: I would have been fine moving up. I'm confident I could have been totally fine.
3: Yeah. You were so small, though.
2: I was pretty small. (laughs) yeah. But I don't think it would have changed because I didn't grow from like... 10th grade on. So I think it would have been fine.
3: (laughs) Oh, Blake, when I first got to know you, you wore your guitar case a lot, and it was like the same size as you. Really? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not really, but yeah, I just picture this like little guy with his (laughs) guitar case is like as big as he was, and Uh you like walk around. I really wish you like still brought the guitar (laughs) out and played time to time. Uh
2: Uh-huh. I still have it around. We were just talking, Jeff and I were just talking about it too, is that I still have it like sitting in a room like wherever I'm at, if it's my dorm or if it's at home. Good. I don't play it as often as I did back then. I might pick it up for five minutes or ten minutes every now and then. But it's still cool. I was telling him to refresh it in your mind. And if I look up a song that has like chords attached to it and how to play through it i nine times out of ten i'll know how to play through that song so it's still cool to pick out a song by blake sheldon or by any country artist i like and be able to strum to it so
3: for you i think of philip phillips that was, yeah that was a
2: long time ago and i remember i liked him a lot because it came out with gone yes! i hope that was the best song ever i can't remember the last time i even heard that song <laughs>
3: You're just bringing everybody at Ocean Park School to tears. Yeah. Your performances. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You were so precious. You were just <laughs> the cutest thing ever.
2: The funny, chubby little kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's work been for you, though, now?
3: I'm in kindergarten.
2: I remember that. You were in kindergarten last time I was here, though, were you? I knew you taught something. You
3: stopped by right after you got your car, right? Yeah. Okay, so I was in kindergarten. Oh, okay. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> It's such a big change going from middle school to kindergarten. Oh, I'm sure. But it is wonderful. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's good. What's Is it easier, you think?
3: I was just telling um, somebody at school, I think it is easier. Uh-huh. But there are a lot of middle school teachers who would be like, oh, my gosh, you're buttoning people's pants and, <laughs> like, you snod and boogers. That is all a real thing in kindergarten. Yeah. But I am a mom. And so I've done all that before. Yeah. And it is not scary to yeah me. and they really are just they're sweet yeah and when i taught middle school especially when i had you in middle school mm-hmm. so i had all seventh grade and eighth grade english there were like i don't know 20 to 30 kids in a class every period yeah and 45 minute 50 minute periods was just like boom
2: whereas kindergarten it's like you have yes. them most of the day i have
3: them all day long yeah. Pre-COVID, I had 21 kids on my roster to start the year, and it was the biggest kindergarten class, and they're sweet, and they have Mm playtime, and they color, and they (laughs) play-doh. I was so overwhelmed with ELA standards and that darn Smarter Balance test (laughs) and trying to help eighth graders be successful who (laughs) really didn't care if they were successful. This is lovely. Yeah.
2: (laughs) nice they That's think good. I'm
3: like a Disney princess some days <laughs> and I can't sing and I'm like singing the rainbow song with them yeah if I had tried to sing with you guys well elementary school you all sang with me but yeah
2: I was gonna say you sang every grade. <laughs> when I was in like fifth grade I think I had to I was with Miss Wheel but you were my reading class I remember we sang occasionally Yeah. It was fun.
3: We did (laughs) our whole, like, production for our sixth grade moving up ceremony. Weren't there hand motions and songs?
2: I don't remember what it was, but I remember we did something. I don't
3: remember either. I'm positive (laughs) we made you play the guitar, but yes, we did that Penny song. Oh, yeah, Um,
2: from outdoor school. Yes. Yeah. Did I play guitar for that?
3: You played guitar. I got... The notes or the keys—what do you call it in guitar terms?
2: The, the, the chords. chords. Yeah. I got the
3: chords from the main woman at Outdoor School, who had like some animal name, and she sent it's it Amelia? to me. <laughs> and you learned to play them. This is Amelia. Hi, Amelia. <laughs> is she hiding? She may be the reason I needed to go to elementary school. I came <laughs> back from maternity leave to seventh grade mm-hmm. and was like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. elementary mm-hmm. sounds lovely."
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. You did what? I fell in the toilet. What? <laughs> she fell in what? She fell in the toilet. Oh. Are you okay? Yes. You're so silly. <laughs> so I want to hear about your life in Seattle. It's good.
2: Yeah, it's definitely different than here. It's I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. It's always, it's really good. I don't have any complaints at all. It's great to be in this in the city just to Get away from here for at least a time being and experience yes. something different. Not necessarily get away from here forever, but just to be somewhere different for a while. And Seattle's great. There's nothing you really can't do when you're in Seattle. It's all available to you.
3: <laughs> Are you living in the dorms?
2: I am, yeah, for the rest of this year. And then I'm going to be in an apartment.
3: Okay, so. and your roommate golfs?
2: Uh, I don't actually have a roommate this year because oh. of COVID. They just gave us all single rooms. So. Wow. It's not a bad thing, honestly. It's weird, like, actually, it's not really that weird because I was living on my own all the time before that, or in my own room at least. So it's kind of cool to have your own space there. I have a little, it's a little s- small room but still, but it's, I have it all to myself, and I, I can wake up early and go to bed late and not have to worry about waking people up, or, yeah, it's not too bad.
3: <laughs> are you enjoying yourself? Are you having fun, or are you just got your goal hat on and you're focusing on the end
2: i think they're intertwined (laughs) i think i i have the goal hat on as much as i possibly can but i wouldn't want to be doing anything anything else we always think like we were on the road for a week we were down in palm desert in february for a week for for a tournament there's two separate events that we were playing in but you got four hours of sleep every single night that was it it was just we were out out doing stuff all day long we were I say working I was like we're out working all day long even though we're out practicing and playing golf and doing what we do and then we'd get back really late and have to do an hour and a half of schoolwork just to keep up and you wake up in the morning and sometimes you're in the middle of the day and you're just tired and I think to myself like this is so tiring but it's also I would not want to be doing anything else this is what it is this is what guys who go on tour have to endure they go through college golf and they, they don't sleep much not a lot and they're focusing all their time on on their craft doing what they want to do so it's tough in a lot of aspects although it doesn't seem tough to a lot of people who probably just sitting there watching or hearing about it but it's tough but it's what makes it so much fun
3: <laughs> i think a lot of people think of g- golf as this
2: leisurely leisurely sport. thing
3: yeah. <laughs> So to be putting in hours and hours, people be like, lucky?
2: Yeah, I would say the majority of people think that hours and hours of you know practice or golf is really just out there playing golf, and it's not the scent. 80% of my day is dedicated towards golf, and that's not saying 80% of my day is spent on golf. It's saying 80% of my day is spent on working out, stretching for that hour of the day that I have to and foam rolling. I run, every, or I run five days a week. I mean, going to the golf course is a huge part of it, but it's not all of it, and... Yeah, you know, I make sure I'm prepared when I get to that golf course so that I don't have any nagging injuries because I have a big back problem. So I have to make sure I stay somewhat pliable on my back and make sure I'm functional. And so, yeah, it takes some work. And I think people are misconstrued on that, which I understand. I think, like, I, I can understand how people could think that. It's not like I have anything against those people either. I just,
3: The know. average person is not golfing on your level.
2: <laughs> yeah, not on most people don't think of division 1 athletics and think about golf in that way.
3: <laughs> but you got a pretty great tan for March.
2: It's not bad. Yeah. For a
3: guy that's not a tan person by nature.
2: Uh, yeah. Once I got to high school, I think the tan started hitting because we would go to so many warm places during the summer and just we'd get some bad tan lines. And Palm Desert for a week and Fresno Gosh. for a week is always great.
3: That's right. The last time I heard from you, you were in Fresno. Yep. That's uh, when I think oh, Jeff good. sent me a
2: message about the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Fresno is not a great spot to be, but the weather was great.
3: <laughs> oh, I would love some sunshine. Yeah, it, it was sounds good. wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want this back? Sure.
0: Okay. So we were just talking about a fire. I do want to get to that. Yeah, let's cover the fire really quick if you want. Or, or That's Or if, if you don't even want to talk about it, we don't have to. No, I'm good but with I it, yeah. am interested.
2: What happened? <laughs> what, what burned? We recently had a fire at our house, and what, the basic cause was this fan that... You want to take these off? I'm good either way. You want let's, to? Let's take them off. Okay. The basic cause of it was uh, a fan... In the bathroom that I left on. So, in the whole scheme of things, I was responsible for it. It took out a good chunk of our house to the point where we, we couldn't live in it anymore. Is this your place in Seattle? No, this is just our house that we've had as a family here. Your childhood? Yeah, oh my. yeah. Yeah, this is the house I grew up in. You were visiting? I like, was, no, I hadn't really... left for college yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was still this in is... high school. Okay, okay. Or it was toward the out. end of high school at least. It might have just been in the summer, like June, I think, is when it was. And yeah, I just it caught on fire. It was pretty traumatic, but at the end of the day, it kind of, we had to move around a little bit. We had to, I think we lived in the pro shop at one point at our Damn. golf course for a little bit. And then we, the really unfortunate part of it though, is that we were building or we were going to sell our house the following week. We were going to list it and it was just such an inconvenient time for that to happen. That um, sucks. We had to re, so we had to remodel it all. And then we ended up selling it, but yeah. So we were scattered around and yeah. It, so Staying
0: at the pro shop, your is it your dad manages the golf course or he owns the golf course? or
2: what, he, what's the... he runs the golf course, yeah. Okay. yeah. So he is the head pro there, but he's also the superintendent there. So he runs the runs the business side of it. He's in charge of everything there, but he's also in charge of everything that happens on the golf course, the agronomy side, everything that has to do with maintaining the golf course out there and making it look as good as it looks. That's all him. Cool. He's ran that place for the last 20 years basically on his own. It's crazy. Wow, yeah. Never takes a day off. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you some deeper stuff,
0: okay? Like about who is driving that meat suit around? Who's the 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 me in your head? Uh Do you believe we have a soul?
2: I don't think when we reference, do we have a soul? I don't think it's necessarily like a part of our body, but I think it's a reference to almost like a part of the personality, if that makes sense. It's not. It's definitely not like from an anatomical standpoint, we don't have a soul, but I. You can't pinpoint one on an anatomical map. Exactly. Yeah, but. I, I believe it's a thing. Yeah. I believe it's... Talk about putting your heart and soul into something. I believe it's something that... Yeah. I believe it's there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Would you call yourself a materialist where you believe that the things that we can see and touch and measure are all that there is?
2: I'd categorize myself more as a materialist, but I... There's stuff I believe that most people who are full-on materialists would not. Yeah. Like what? I mean, having faith. I mean, like faith in like religion, per se. Are you religious? Not like... Heavy religious but I I've, do have faith yeah I put my faith in God here and there and mm-hmm. I, no, I shouldn't say here and there I do I've, it's have such a full belief tricky, slippery area it's a really me. tricky area to talk about and it I guess the feel simplest like
0: contemporary language has the right words to convey yeah. the way that I feel about it yeah it feels like you're a ridiculous ass mm-hmm. for saying something like I believe in God yeah. I be- like I have a relationship with a higher power
2: yeah like, I think um, uh, it's the, hard yeah the simplest way I could put it and how I grew up towards religion, I guess, is that my grandma was very religious and I grew up going to church with her occasionally. I didn't go every Sunday. Even now, I don't go every Sunday. I'd say I go maybe one out of every 20 Sundays. Sunday's a big golf day. So, <laughs> I wouldn't say that's why I miss it. I just think it's never been a priority to go to church, but I've always believed in God. It's never been a question. And I put my faith in him more than enough times. Mm-hmm. And I Are you think that's, a prayer? I don't pray as often as I should. I've prayed before. Yeah, But yeah, I don't pray as often as maybe I I would say I
0: should. I I didn't used to pray. I went years without really praying seriously. And then as I started trying to do it, it's really, it feels good. It's really like just a way to gather your thoughts. And it's a meditation, Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially if you do very general prayers. Please, God, make the best possible future occur. (laughs) Something like that. Because I don't know. I'm a silly human. Yeah. I don't know what the best thing is. I never do. And every time I think I'm going to... There's just so many curveballs around that Mm -hmm. I don't think it's right to trust yourself in in most things of predicting the future, uh, especially the way you're going to feel about stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's good to leave yourself open to lots of possibilities.
2: Yeah, I would say for me, knowing that my goal for a long time has been, I want to go play professional golf and how tough of a road that is to take. That having a faith in God, having trust that there's like... A predestination, like there's a path for you, regardless of whatever happens in the future. Having faith that He's gonna put you in that spot is reassuring, is how I would put it. That's not to say I don't wake up and say, you know, what I do today, God's gonna, God's gonna lead me every single second of every day. I'm gonna go live my life. I'm gonna do what I want to do. I'm going to, you know, be ambitious about my goals. But it's also thinking I know how lonely of a route it is to take that to go on the road of professional golf, traveling a lot. If you don't have a person doing it with you. Which most of the time you don't. You're traveling a lot, and your your funds are very low. It's very expensive to go on that route if you don't have some sort of
0: probably even as a pro, it's probably still pretty hard to support an employee to like come with you, and take care of your yeah,
2: oh yeah, for cares. sure. That's why it's so hard to manage a relationship if you want to go down this route. Because when you get out of college, you want to provide, you want to. You don't want to have to think my girlfriend, my fiance, whatever it is, is going to have to fend for herself at this job, yeah. and I can't provide for her. Whereas, if you don't have a good week at a tournament you're playing at, you made zero dollars and you lost probably three thousand dollars when it's done, when it's said and done, after traveling and lodging and paying for the entry fees and all the food. And if, so. I guess to circle back to my point on we're talking about religion is to have that trust and faith in God that whatever happens, I can trust my gut and feel completely comfortable enough. It eases that stress a little bit. There's a lot of stress involved when you start thinking about this because I've put a lot of thought and I've learned a lot about what that route of professional golf is and what it takes to get there. And it's scary at some point when you start thinking about what you're really going to have to do. But yeah, when you think about, for me, putting your trust in God a little bit in those situations, it's helped me a lot. So, yeah, if oh, that makes I sense. totally
0: relate 100%. <laughs> yeah. It forces you into a perspective of positive growth-oriented behavior mm-hmm. because everything you're doing is toward a goal of being a better person. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes you want to live in truth as much as possible. Mm-hmm. It makes you want to be honest. It's just, it's a good thing. And you feel it throughout your whole life. Like it permeates your whole life. Just think back to the last thing that got you fired up. <laughs> what was that? I mean, we, we did a lot last... of was golf, wasn't it?
2: It was all golf. Was yeah. Again, we talk about like when I, like when we went to see it. When I went to Seattle, U, I decided to go there because of golf. Mm-hmm. I knew I was going to major in kinesiology or physiology, as it is. But the things that get me fired up are golf. There's technology in golf that's crazy to me. I don't know if that's where you're looking for. or not. I mean, you're in college right now.
0: Yeah. How how often do you go out?
2: I don't think I've gone out since I've been in college.
0: <laughs> I rode in college. Yeah. I didn't go out much at all. Yeah. Only time I did was if my crew friends were having a party or something yeah or they wanted me to go out other than that i worked out and i ate gigantic meals mm-hmm. and i slept and i studied yeah and i fucking loved it mm-hmm. it was like i was addicted to it i it almost gave me a moral license to mm-hmm. just ignore everyone else in my life mm-hmm. like it was it's just that time of life so yeah. it wasn't the same as being married and having kids to where like these people depend on me emotionally and yeah. i de- like and i depend on them we're, we're in this kind of daily relationship mm-hmm. and there's no way that would have been possible when i was living that stage in my life mm-hmm. and I, I could tell just by hearing your day-to-day life you are a committed motherfucker <laughs> and you're going to be successful because of that and mm-hmm. you i can see it in your eyes you're hungry mm-hmm. you know that's the only way and so do you think about
2: what you're giving up does it ever fuck with you a little bit. I wouldn't say it fucks with me. I would say I notice it, though. Yeah, I know what I'm missing, but in the whole scheme of things, I think about it and I think, God, ah, sometimes it'd be good to go do this as opposed to staying up late to work out or staying up late to study, whatever it is, or going out and practicing, going to our hitting room and practicing. But at the end of the day, I know, I mean, that I'm giving 100% of myself that day, and these guys aren't. Yeah. A lot of the a lot of the times, it's my teammates who are out doing something, and they they're saying, "Hey, you want to come over and do this and that?" And I'm like, "Oh man, I, I got to study or I got to work out. I haven't worked out today. I I ran this morning, but I haven't lifted today yet. I would not feel good.
1: I, oh, I would man. not feel
2: good about myself if I went and did those things. And I I know and I know that because I've done it before. I yeah. went out and I've been with those guys before at night, and then I come back and I think, God, it's it's 11:30, and if I work out right now, I wake up at. Five. I'm not. I'm gonna get zero sleep. Yeah. And it's gonna suck. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to sacrifice going out and hanging out with those guys. And if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. That's fine. I can live with that. What I can't live with is going out with the guys where my, I would say my benefit towards my goal, which is again playing professional golf, I'm getting zero percent closer to that every time I go out and be with those guys. I would say I'm getting. You gotta
0: include chance. There's always chance because what if you're out there and you meet like the biggest golf pro agent or something there's always chance sure so there's always a little chance at least but again
2: what are the chances of that very
0: low yeah but. and
2: so when i think of all these guys when i think of tiger woods when i think of any great golfer you say tiger woods because everybody knows tiger i mentioned tiger woods earlier and you seem to recoil a little bit you did uh-huh how did i miss that I didn't and well i
0: when we were talking about the little kid golfers i was like yeah you were oh you're a little, oh, you were tiger, little
2: woods. tiger woods yeah and no then i, I was like i
0: wonder if he's upset about tigers fall from grace
2: nope there's not much i don't like about tiger woods yeah we can talk we can talk about his scandal too and i'll have stuff to say I about that too
0: jack shit about
2: it yeah that's fine we can talk about that or not what i, I don't even i mean back care. yeah back Who to it though, is, is none of my business <laughs> but yeah basically what i mean though is like he he spent all of his time focusing on his craft that's why he's the best at what he did It's it wasn't because he yeah he had everything set up great for him his dad was fantastic in his upbringing taught him everything he knows but he dedicated all his time to being the best golfer in the world. That's how he got there. I and mean, when I think of great golfers right now on the scene, they sacrifice so much of their day just to golf, just to work out. They dedicate so much time and specific times of the day to do it. And for as a college athlete, you have to plan around school too. These guys who are playing out there don't have that school to deal with. They they can plan their days around you just golf, workouts, stretches, eating correctly. Being wound so tight,
0: the required pre-work, the required... Prerequisite. Ooh, that's a tough one. The required prerequisite. Try that. Required
2: prerequisite. It's oh, that's, tough. Not that's, that's not that. Well, you're that's better tough. than me. But, no,
0: that's tough though. Um anyway, the required prerequisite for being a champion at anything, as we have discussed, is being very organized and meticulous about the way you spend and invest your energy. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't leave a lot for whimsy or Mm -hmm. chance and i'm being devil's advocate here because i like you can just click in and be like okay this is what we're doing so nothing else matters at all Mm -hmm. until that's until it's done yeah and stuff comes and goes from your attention but the goal is what you look at Mm -hmm. and i i really think that after 10 years down the line the the people who just waited for stuff to come to them those people are not looking back on their 20s with the same rose-colored glasses, committing yourself to something like that is very admirable. Yeah. Thank you. As you're just entering the world of adulthood, Mm -hmm. you're in school right now, but have you given a thought at all to like investment, things like that about your future? Investment like like stocks or? Bitcoin, baby. (laughs) I'm talking about Bitcoin. Okay. You uh, familiar with any crypto stuff? I'm not. I, I couldn't invest in it properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't know what I'm doing. Dude, that's what you got to invest right now is whatever spare time you have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which it sounds like not much. Yeah. I'll tell now,
2: you, our coach at, on my golf team is a day trader and yeah. he's on his phone nonstop. And he yeah. he always talks about, he, he had a player, he's been coaching in Seattle for, I think, eight years now. He had a player who told him back in the day, he said, hey, you got to invest in cryptocurrency. And he was telling him all these different cryptocurrencies to invest in. And he never did. And he's kicking himself now for it, looking back at it. Uh, yeah. Because it was, I think it was like a dollar fifty to buy a stock and whatever it was he was talking about. Now it's some thousand. It's crazy. Even just the, the last year, yeah. it has been insane.
0: The yeah. amount of growth in that market. It's like over $2 trillion mm-hmm. market cap in Bitcoin. Yeah. Which means that's how much is in US dollars is being traded in mm-hmm.
2: Bitcoin. It's now. crazy.
0: Yeah. And there's still more to be mined. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to get it the value will continue to expand yeah. because of the scarcity will go up. Yeah. It's cool. It, dude, I don't think you need to put any money in until you have a full understanding, just like any other investment.
2: Yeah, I'm but, not against um, it, but yeah, I definitely would need to know more
0: before I read I about it for years yeah. before I invested a penny. I yeah. didn't have any pennies to invest, but I think I think the technology is really exciting. Yeah. For so sure, it's it's worth exploring. Let's talk more about your education. Okay. So you're going to do you're going to go into golf as a career. Mhm. Most likely as a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. And damn, that's a long career if you do, if you play it right, huh? It's not NBA or NFL where you're a couple years and then out.
2: You could be there for 20 years. Yeah, especially it all depends on how you do when you get started. If you don't, it, when people think of professional golf, they think of the PGA Tour. And there's much more professional golf than just that. There's many tours below that that you can you know, have a career on still. If you're on the PGA Tour... Those are the guys who are best of the best, the top 250 golfers in the whole world. And they're making bank. Yeah, they're making a lot of money doing what they're doing. You're going to do that, aren't you? That's the plan. Yeah, for sure. I have no doubt. But you think about there's probably... 10 say 10 tours below that where you can make there's more than that but say you make littler chunks of money i mean you're making like ten thousand dollars if you win an event as opposed to if you're on the pj tour you win an event you win two million dollars mm-hmm. right yeah yeah, like happy gilmore yeah exactly like happy gilmore do you like that movie i do like that movie yeah okay it's good, a, good one. I,
0: a lot of those where it's like about the actual sport you love yeah it's like this fucking stupid yeah <laughs> but so I, w- I could go either way
2: yeah oh, what were we talking about
0: tours different tours like yeah. the lower brackets and stuff
2: y- yeah Oh yeah, we we're talking about prolonged careers a little mm-hmm. bit. And if you think of if you had like a twenty-year-long career on a mini tour, it's very hard to live a good. You could live a comfortable life making a decent amount of money throughout each year, but if you're not if you're not playing good, you won't. You're and gonna that be might
0: stress you out and make you play worse. Stresses
2: you out, makes you play worse, and all of a sudden you're not having fun. You're forgetting why you're there. You're forgetting what made you work so hard over all these years. So that's what's tough. Is money a huge plays a huge role in this, right? Yeah. The Golf is a rich man's sport. It always has been. I, know, I wouldn't say it always will be, but it's, it takes a lot of money to go invest. You're not
0: a rich man, are you? Do you come from a money family? I, I no. think you're from the same town as me. If I'm, not I mistaken. am.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I we're not. I have. I had no complaints on how I grew up. Me I neither. grew up with more wouldn't than with more than enough, and happy I happy to be I, an
0: Ocean Park boy. Yeah,
2: and I would never. I never change a thing at all. Yeah, exactly how you said it. Yeah, I never came from somebody or from a family who was super wealthy. We got by just fine, I and mean, mm-hmm. we were totally fine. We had all the, I had all the resources I could ever need to dedicate my time to golf. We had our golf course. That was where my dad worked, and so I had free reign to do whatever I needed out there. That was.
0: I just wanted to make it clear that you're not a silver spoon type of golfer. Yeah, like, I appreciate you're that. You're not yeah. a country club kid. Yeah, you, came, you started from the bottom. Now you're here. Yeah,
2: those are the guys we go play summer events or we travel. It's eighty five probably closer to 90% of the people who are playing this sport came from pretty dang wealthy families. And it shows. And they don't have to, yeah, it shows in their <laughs> personality. It might not show in their golf game. A lot of them are still really good golfers. I'm sure, sure They're probably yeah, the best teachers. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it shows. And yeah, I don't know. It's, I think you see a big work ethic difference, though. Yeah.
0: We're not talking shit on anybody. Yeah. Everybody has their own struggles, whatever they are. Yeah, But I think there's something to be said about coming from basically a culture that doesn't produce professional golfers mm-hmm. a lot of people grow up here and then get the fuck out mm-hmm. they bail and yeah. and that's okay too like people do what they got to do but it's really nice just to see somebody come out of the this town and do something unique mm-hmm. i don't know any other professional golfers that's pretty cool
2: not golfers no yeah. not any
0: <laughs> there's um, been professional athletes but oh for sure yeah. for sure not a lot though not a whole lot a Small no. place mm-hmm. how many people were in your graduating class i
2: think it was like 55
0: Something I like that. i think we had 51 yeah Small place, but it's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were talking about souls. I feel like that's something that so many people have never really thought about. Mm-hmm. And they'll just go through their whole life without ever wondering, wait a minute, who's driving this fucking thing? Mm-hmm. And like when you have a thought, when you have a voice in your head, are you the one who's saying the voice or hearing it? Which one's you? I'd say I'm saying it. Who's, then who's hearing it?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a good question.
0: I don't know. I like that stuff. I yeah. really enjoy thinking about that stuff. And maybe it's because I'm not smart enough to mm-hmm. actually think about real hard problems like <laughs> physics or I'll get into some abstract wishy-washy sciences. I like it. My brain likes to go there. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, what so you're in college and you're saying your main degree, your main area of study is not necessarily going to be the area where you go get a job. Exactly. Like you'll use it at your job, but it's not going to be the job. Correct. And so you're essentially taking classes just for knowledge acquisition. Yeah, exactly. And experience. Yeah, for but, sure. So what else are you taking that, that gets your motors running? In
2: school? Yeah. There's not. Those classes are the only thing that get my motors running. There's not anything else I really take that I'm you excited You've never been
0: surprised by a class and be like, oh shit, I love Southeast Asian
2: art. Well, I'm only about I'm only two quarters in, so I've taken six different classes. Yeah, you're still fresh. I'm still pretty fresh. Yeah, I I, you asked me in three years, I'm sure my answer would be different. But my anatomy class was brutally hard, but yeah, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I'm learning. Is it still a lot of memorization? It's so much memorization. Yeah, but you'll probably remember a
0: lot of that forever.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, especially if
0: you use, you're you, using it.
2: Yeah, what I found most important about that was the musculoskeletal system, being able to to name bones and muscles. I love that shit, man. What's Let's so, talk about that more. I actually brought <laughs> the hardest, some, some, some gadgets just good, to, cool. to talk about. But yeah. yeah, the harder part is when we, when we talk about the reproductive system, when we talk about. Oh, no, I You remember you know, this thing? Yeah, Melissa showed me that, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a jigsaw. I got my Hypervolt in the car, too. Oh, you should go get that thing.
0: <laughs> I'd <would laughs> like to compare them. Oh, that's, we can do it, yeah. Yeah, because I'm do it at, now or later? I barely ever even use this because it is such a huge, like... like Pretty it's loud, yeah. Obscenely loud. Yeah, that's the good thing about the Hypervolt is even though it cost a lot, That's cool. You've had that thing. You were the first person I ever saw with a yeah. massage gun.
2: I, I was showing it to people, too, because I thought it was awesome, and nobody else knew what it was, and I... I think I made a like five, I got five people to buy them. They were really? like, this thing is awesome. I like, bought that because of that thing. Yeah, That's like Melissa, Melissa and Troy Ramsey. I showed it to them, and Melissa was like, this thing's amazing. And she bought one. And then I think my mom bought one. And then my parents were thinking about buying one. And then my brother Ross bought one. It's, they're really cool. Yeah. And now with the technology that like, just increased
0: so fast, yeah. they're like silent and the mm-hmm. revolutions per minute are really high. and they're-
2: I remember I used to bring it out in class when I was in high school, and I'd just be massaging my quads out, and
0: you nobody a, knew it the it.
1: same
2: one this whole time? Yeah, I, I never wow. traded it in. That's I've, a good product. I take good care of it, yeah. How often do <laughs> you use it nowadays? I use it every day at some point. So I would that's say, a
0: really great purchase. Yeah,
2: it's a great purchase. It's, it was $350, which is, and, and I they're mean, like in my two mind, as a high school probably. kid. Which right? what?
0: They're probably like two now.
2: No, they still – if you found an old one like the one I have, an older version on eBay or something, yeah, probably. But the newer ones they come out with are still 350 or 400 bucks. Yeah. Which –
0: But they're better.
2: Uh, yeah, which at the time for me in high school, I think I was a junior when I bought it, was an investment. It was still like a good chunk of change, obviously. That would obviously. be huge for me, yeah. me as a high schooler. yeah. And I had the money. That's like I mean, a whole I,
0: ounce of marijuana.
2: <laughs> yeah. And so I saved up a bunch of money and all that money I was saving up was towards college and was toward what I wanted to do with golf after college. I knew what I wanted to do. So to spend 350 bucks was, oh, I'm just planning on this thing being able to help me maintain or take care of my body, which I think you know, I've had that thing for two years now, maybe even longer actually. And it, it helps me loosen up before I go to before I go to the golf course or before I, even after, if I'm back home after a workout or if it's a tough leg day, it helps a lot. So, oh yeah i bet huge recovery process
0: are you a, a generally more loose or more tight muscle and very tight. ligament person i'm very tight. tight
2: yeah and that's what's tough is that's that I have why to, you squat so much I, probably yeah. yeah that's why the i have elasticity. to foam roll foam roll and stretch i foam roll an hour a day that's the hard part is i have to really like stretch and foam my body and people will say oh well, it's golf how much do you really need to take care of your body well, i mean you got to be flexible like, you guys should be doing this
0: too yeah exactly
2: <laughs> it's not like if you were just a golfer you need to do it any yeah. athlete has to take a lot of care of their body any, any person human being. yeah i yeah, should
0: we, say we really don't think about that in a healthy way as yeah. a society
2: i talked i talked to rob um, cunningham at stat fitness about this too is that shout society, out rob yeah rob if you're listening. So, he's I not mean, listening he's not listening he's, he's busy. busy i know society in general like their our hip flexors are so tight oh yeah no, don't even start i, on I, I the bet psoas. you ha, i bet you really the whole 20 complex i bet you 20 percent of people don't even know what they are yeah or they probably have heard of them but they don't know My like, what their function is, is or
0: full of iliopsoas shit yeah There's some good stuff on instagram regarding physiology yeah it's, for sure oh man neurokinetic therapy yeah is that bullshit or is that something that is actually being considered a legitimate area of study
2: I think it's a legitimate area of study. I haven't done enough study into it. So is, I is that something
0: they even are teaching in schools, or is that something you take a special class? for? I
2: haven't learned it yet, but like like you could definitely take a class regarding that. Yeah,
0: it's. I think it's amazing, and it's mm-hmm. really it's the way I have started thinking about the body mm-hmm. and the mind, the muscle mind muscle connection. Yeah. It's everything. Yeah, Um, Because I am convinced that I have kinetic chain problems from injury in my ankle Mm -hmm. when I was 14. Mm -hmm. I was wearing these fucking Romeos. (laughs) You ever wear a pair of Romeos? Oh, yeah. They're a local favorite. But they have these big, stupid, spongy bottoms. Uh And they're flat and smooth. And everybody was wearing Romeos. I I just wanted to fit in, Blake. I just wanted to fit in. (laughs) And so I got these, and they weren't even real Romeo's. I shouldn't throw Romeo's under the bus. <laughs> Shout out Romeo's, uh, Western Chief. I think they probably were, but mine were weren't a Georgia off. Boot or anything. No, mine were a oh, knockoff. Okay, brand. but Western Chief is the Smokehouse. It is Georgia Boot or something. Who knows? Okay, you know, mine were a Payless shoe uh-huh. <laughs> variety. Yeah, the
2: Romeo's I had cost
0: about twenty bucks. They were pretty cheap. Yeah, ones. terrible <laughs> shoes. So I was playing football actually, mm-hmm. and I was uh, just in my neighborhood, and I was. Getting back to catch a punt, Mm -hmm. and I rolled my ankle so bad in these Romeos, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was like I couldn't walk. It was broken or torn, or my foot just was just flopped over. Yeah. And I honestly can't remember if I went to the doctor or not. Mm -hmm. If I did, he didn't do a good job. (laughs) Yeah. I remember being back in school. It was actually seventh grade. It was seventh grade because I was in Miss Whiteman's class in math Mm -hmm. sitting there and I was the class president. So it was my responsibility to go to the office if they needed something and uh, bus notes or something. And And I was pretending not to be injured because I didn't want to get benched in football. It was very important to me to be on the starting team because I was a seventh grader and I wanted to impress everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like pretending not to be injured to go get these bus notes. And I remember being just in excruciating pain walking down the aisle and everyone's looking at me and I'm all sweaty and shaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, I, I digress. Um, yeah, I-, I think that fucked with me because it without being able to put weight to the outside Mm -hmm. of my ankle. It's so much back and forth, this pulling on that, pulling Mm -hmm. on this, pulling on that, that it's hard for me to completely conceptualize exactly what's going on Mm -hmm. because I have weaknesses on opposing side glutes mm-hmm. my one side glute is stronger than the other one and i can never remember which is which <laughs> and it's the opposite of my quads and opposite yeah we do some barbell lunges
2: and you're like feeling good on this side and all of a sudden you're like whoa
0: <laughs> every bilateral exercise <laughs> yeah. or oh, tra- yeah. uh, anything across the transverse plane uh-huh. where you're crossing side to side yep. or diagonally anything other than just straight front to back, Mm -hmm. um, I can do that, which is, which makes total sense. I rode that way for a whole year and a half before I realized, oh, you're shit. You're supposed to like twist. (laughs) I was just going straight forward, straight back. And I was just like, yeah, it didn't come naturally to think about it that way. Somebody first said, row around the pin. Uh And I was like, holy shit. It's around. The stroke is round. It's not straight. (laughs) What was I doing? Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I'm pretty much just babbling, but I'm just... I'm thinking about how often I think about how I move. Yeah. And like where my force is being generated from, where my balance is, where my stability, center of gravity, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think about it. Constantly.
2: Yeah, that's and good.
0: posture. And I think
2: more people should think about it. How, how often do you think about it? I think about, you just said posture. I think about posture a lot more than anything. When I'm walking, especially when we're on the golf course, I, I try to make my posture as good as possible whenever I can. I mean, that's I'm shoulder's like right Yeah, that's I've shoulders prepared. back, and yeah, no, I'm hunched over into the mic. That's shoulder's back, chest out, I'm trying to create a good spine, I'm trying to make sure my spine's correct. But for us, when we golf, we, and we travel, we're on a plane, and then when we go walk on the golf course with a bag on our back, our thoracic spine is just rounded for nine or 10 hours of the day to the point where it's so tight and then to create better posture it'll
0: like freeze in that position yeah
2: you're it's just so hard to to create a good posture when you're doing that as your job or like when we do like in events like that when we go and we play for nine hours like that but i'll lead on to say when we go or when i went to seattle and i had my first training or my first uh, visit to the training facility like division one call division one athletics have amazing athletic trainers and athletic training facilities where they can do so much with your body. So, like, I've spent hours in there just getting cupping on my back. Like, doing cupping on my back. That sounds sexual. It's it's pretty good, yeah. It's pretty nice. What is cupping? Cupping is, it's like release or it's like sucking lymphatic fluid up to the skin so it's like these suction cups they put on the on your skin wherever it is i should learn more about it too but it basically just sucks up your skin so much to I look like i got groped by an octopus by the time i was done because i had these i probably had 12 marks up my spine just on bright you know, purple or dark purple yeah and like um, you were stood in front of a pitching machine or something yeah yeah exactly but it relieves so much pressure release so much tension did they do the
0: glass ones with the heat like the they like they did heat not them up ours were plastic plastic yeah, yeah. I've had them a couple times too. I love them. They're yeah. great. It, it feels like I, I describe it as a reverse massage. Yeah, so in, exactly. Instead It's not of them needing, pushing, it's not kneading into the, the muscle skin. Out. You're
2: pulling. Yeah. It's, it's the same concept as yeah. you're breaking up that fascia exactly. still, but you're just doing it the opposite way. And it's the only
0: way I've ever had that's not compressive. Yeah. It, or, or at least stretching.
2: Yeah. It's so weird to do it in your first time. Like, that was my first time when I got there in September, towards the end of September, I, I made an appointment with our trainer and she was like, oh, why don't we try some cupping? And I said, okay, I've heard of it. Never tried it. And it was pretty cool. And it's not something I do all the time because I, I don't see a huge benefit in like feels good, though. pain relieving. But yeah, it feels good in the moment. And it feels good when we do stretches with them on still too. But yeah, we do... We have so, many, so much technology in that, I guess. I, I guess it's not really technology, like when they do grafting, too. What kind of grafting? Like with that, I don't know, it's like a metal bar they do, but they basically they just knead your muscles out with this metal oh, bar, Oh, basically. yeah, um,
0: yeah. The, like rock tape.
2: Yeah, I think it's called, I think it's...
0: Fat myofascial release.
2: Well, it's not, it's not rock tape, though. It's like, it's literally just this metal, like, bar that you just rub out muscles with, and it's called a grafting. if you looked it up, I think it's just... How does sh- that differ from, like, ro- rolling? Or oh, is more of a scrape? Yeah, it's more of like, like a fascia it. release. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think like you were saying with rock tape, but it's not Not the brand. It's, yeah, it's not rock tape, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, it's basically I, the
0: same concept. Yes. I don't even know if rock tape is like some kind of a tape. It sounds like a tape. It's like KT tape. Okay. It's, it's virtually the same as KT tape. The,
2: our our trainers use
0: rock tape too. Instagram is always trying to get me to, well, they haven't for a while, but they used to always try to get me to buy this. It's like a little stainless steel shiny tool, and it's made by a company called Rock Tape, and it just shows people doing that exactly. Oh, thing. well, that's probably Scraping yeah. and all okay. that stuff, and blading is another thing that, sure. that term used and yeah I'll be honest I really want to fucking buy that thing but they're, they're um, I cool. would never use it and I, I just I buy a lot of stuff like that for no reason yeah and they know that
2: yeah a lot of the things like our trainers do I would never know how to use but they're so good at it and they can help out a lot that's great you know I'm um, thankful like being at a division one facility like that that you can you have access to that you have to make appointments so you can't go in there like whenever you want but you call her all right i call my trainer and she says yeah come in tomorrow at 10 o'clock oh and i'm like perfect that's so okay. great and so, it's free yeah it's free everything like our covid tester oh I, I don't know i was thinking like i have to get tested before i go back to school and I'm gonna go up to Seattle and get tested because if I don't, it costs a hundred dollars for a COVID test. But the university pays for it whenever we get tested twice a week when we go to events. And really. you love to drive. I do love to drive. Yeah. So it won't be that bad. But yeah. yeah, it's great
0: that it's free too. Yeah, that is really cool. How many times have you had to be COVID tested? At least thirty. Ugh. Yeah, at least. 30. It's probably not that bad anymore, I guess. It's not. We use a the short tip Still the anal test?
2: No. What's that?
0: They're still doing the anal test?
2: <laughs> They're not doing the anal test. Nope.
0: So, Blake, you, we had originally talked about doing a podcast a couple months back. And you said that you weren't going to be able to make it and because of golf being in the way or training and just general busy life. And you weren't going to be able to come down. And then suddenly you were able to come down.
2: Uh, so what happened, which was crazy, is that – am I coming through clear? Yeah. Yeah, okay. that sounds good, I think. Yeah. So what happened oh, – Oh, no. There we go. I was going to s-
0: – How's that? There we go. Okay. Back. We're back. Perfect. Okay. So anyway, sorry. Sorry. What happened? You ended up being able to come down anyway. Uh,
2: So, yeah, what happened was I was listed as a close contact to a girl on the soccer team who tested positive for COVID. Ah, Yeah, that's crazy. How close? I know. That's been the question every time (laughs) I tell somebody. It's almost like you're telling people you got mono. (laughs) I know. And so I was tested twice after that. And I tested negative both times. Like, I don't have it. But for whatever reason, Seattle use Protocol is if you're listed as a close contact for somebody who tests positive, you have to quarantine for 14 days. So quarantine for 14 days for me means that I'm missing an event this weekend that all the rest of my team's at playing. in Eugene, they're playing at University of Oregon's Invitational. And so quarantining would have meant staying in Seattle in an apartment that they provide for us, but not being able to leave that apartment at all for any reason. Is that girl also there? No, the girl's at a different apartment. Um. So there's absolutely zero reason to stay there. No, but so I asked them if I could quarantine at home. And they said, yeah, you can do that. If you live close enough, you can drive home. Then yeah, sure. And... The whole point of that was that I could not be under the watch at university. So I could come back and be at home and well, we have our golf course. Yeah. And again, I can still go over that story and play that golf course, which is great you could too. You pretty much still quarantine and still play golf. I can quarantine and play golf. Yeah. I don't come in contact with barely anybody. You're like You're the closest outside. I've been aside from my family, really. Yeah. And we're behind a screen. Yeah, exactly. And so it's been easy to just be able to... Come home and at least go practice because when I get back out of quarantine, my first day is a practice round for our home event in Tacoma that we host over at Chambers Bay, and so I have to be ready. And I can't just not play for fourteen days and expect to come out and play good. No? Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of just a it was a pretty no brainer decision to come back and yeah be able to. That's practice. awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's always nice to get to come back.
2: Yeah, it's it's good to be back for a week. We got a new house. The first time I've been in our new house since we've built it too. So ah, I bet that's great. Yeah, it's been. Do you great. have a room in the new house? I do. It's unfinished, right? It's just we have a bed, but there's a lot of stuff. There's a space for you though. Yep, there that's is. That's all you need. Yep, exactly.
0: You're traveling. You don't need it, You don't need your childhood posters on the wall. No, not at all. Yeah, they got a good flame retardant fan. They do. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. flame
2: retardant fans are. So there. Your family
0: build this place? We paid a guy to build it. Oh yeah, that's what I mean though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah that's really cool yeah congratulations on the new house thank you that's it. awesome yeah before we get out of here do you have any social media stuff you want to promote do you want get some followers do you have a twitter only fans instagram what do you got
2: uh, yeah go follow blake dakakula at instagram follow blake dakakula at twitter
0: yeah get out <laughs> there and follow guys and give him some likes i bet he's got some pictures of some golf shit
2: <laughs> i do that's <laughs> that
0: i do oh man Thank you so much for teaching me uh, what it's like to be a guy who's committed to golf because <laughs> the sport itself, I know very little about it. And most of what I know is from Happy Gilmore or yeah. from you. <laughs> you took, you're took. you the only person who's ever taken me golfing.
2: Oh, I remember that. Way yeah. to go,
0: dad. But yeah, no, I had never golfed before. And you you were in eighth grade, right? I think it was eighth grade. Yeah, you were a mature eighth grader. (laughs) I remember you as being like 28 in this memory. (laughs) But yeah, took us out to the driving range, me and Melissa, when Mm -hmm. we were still pretty fresh in our relationship. So it was like... A cute little date activity. Yeah, I basically
2: took you guys on a date. You, you really did. You chaperoned us on a date. I take a lot of credit for you guys being where you are right now in your well, relationship. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> and I believe
0: Calvin was watching our kids. Oh, okay. I, I think. he can take I'm a little credit. I'm pretty sure. At the, this was at the World Mark there in Surfside. Oh, yeah. I remember that, yeah. That was a cool place. I've actually been going there since I was a little kid because my grandpa lives in Surfside. Mm-hmm. And he bought a timeshare at the Surfside Inn just so he could use the pool. <laughs> and he, he actually would go swimming there like every day. Oh, nice. Yeah. My main memory of that place is him screaming at my little brother. We were in the hot tub and he wanted to turn on the jets. Mm-hmm. And you know how a hot tub is? They have those little dials, yeah. uh, little timer dials. Same at every hot tub. Yep. So right next to that little dial, there's a giant red button that said emergency. I'm like, Jake, go up there and turn on the jets. And he hops out of there, walks over to the wall, and I just watch him go, spam, and just hit <laughs> <laughs> that emergency button. <laughs> and Anything uh, happened? People come back? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Siren starts going oh, off. Gosh. It was behind with flashing uh-huh. lights. So there's like flashing white lights. Yeah, like oh. strobe lights. And the whole resort is all fire alarms oh, going off. Geez. People are rushing around and everyone's frantic. And we're just like, what do we do? We just stood there and my grandpa who was a big man. Mm-hmm. He was probably 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like not easy to get around. And he had to get out of the pool and rush over to this button and just pop it back out, but and then it all just quieted down. And oh. We were asked to leave. <laughs> but it was it was a cool place. Is yeah. my point. My the reason I'm telling that story is because I like that place. Yeah,
2: it's a good little spot. <laughs>
0: um so does the state park own the golf course and the resort leases it or how does that all work
2: no so washington state owns it and we lease it like our family leases it oh okay so dad leases
0: it. it is legit yours yeah like you're not you guys we don't just own it or anything it, but, but we run it it's
2: ours yeah. it's yours okay
0: yeah. gotcha yeah has that always been that way or has it changed ownership at any point
2: no yeah it's always been that way it's always the state's owned it and the lease goes from person to person so, so
0: they're not connected to the resort
2: not at all nope we, we just, do some deals for people who are staying at the resort. If they come over and they need to rent clubs, we, we just give them clubs. Everyone just had their mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they're not connected? They're not connected. Yeah, I know. It seems like they would be connected it does. when you drive in there and they're both right there.
3: Yeah, That's uh, the
2: only two things in the whole town. Yeah. But yeah, my dad's leased it from the state for I think the last 22 years now. So That's he's cool. It's been there a while. He's doing a great job. It's an awesome facility. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
0: And that day that we spent there golfing terribly... <laughs> While you, like, laughed at us. You were very kind. You were very kind.
2: Oh, thank you. And I you're a good it.
0: teacher. <laughs> when is the golf season for college? Is it spring?
2: It's fall and spring. So okay. we have we have like a month and a half hiatus in the winter. Nobody really knows what's going to happen in the next year or two years, really. But assuming that it goes, like, it somewhat slows down, right? Maybe we return to some sense of normalcy. I don't think it'll affect much. What's um, it like
0: out there? I have not left, basically, yeah. for...
2: A year. Seattle's crazy, I know that. There's different places you go. I was in Arizona for an event back in December, and Arizona is like, it's a free-for-all. Uh, like no, nothing's happening. Nobody wears a mask. It's like nothing's happening, but their cases are so high. But yeah, nobody wears a mask, even inside isn't anyone, you like, walk in. Isn't there a lot
0: of old people there?
2: There is, yeah. There's a lot of retired people there. Yeah, I was in Phoenix, and there's a lot of retired people there. But they seem to not care, and... Yeah. They're yeah, down there. They got the fuckets. It is what it is. Phoenix in December is pretty dang nice, too. So I think there's, so they're pretty much just, ah, eh, fuck it. I'm living here. I'm living my best life, and it's not going to be with a mask on. I, I somewhat understand. I can get behind that. Yeah, for sure. But then Seattle is the complete opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Every single person's wearing a mask outside, inside, no matter what. Yeah, which you is see, also understandable. It is, yeah. I'm, Just, I understand
0: both sides, and I'm yeah. not biased either way. It's a weird thing that we've never, as a society, yeah, faced think, this
2: generation. Yeah, or, so much judgment towards certain people, whether they're anti-mask, no mask, or whatever it is, anti-vaccine, yeah. no vaccine. Or, people are looking for reasons to fight. Yeah, and you know what? People are different. It is what it is, and you should. Re- I think we should all respect everybody's decision because yeah. we have a different things going on in our life right now. Do you get involved politically at all? Not at all, no. No. I don't. I stay yeah. away from that.
0: This has nothing to do with golf. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. It hasn't affected me. If I were older, I might have an opinion a little bit more, mm-hmm. but I just don't get involved. I don't talk with people about it. You're
0: just coming into that age. You're in it, but where most people seem to have their most opinionated phase mm-hmm. of their life, in my opinion. That's not something I have researched to back up. In my experience, I felt the most opinionated, the most confident in my opinions at age 18 to 20. 24 mm-hmm. and then at a certain point i started just like learning more mm-hmm. and realizing like oh there's so much it's just endless yeah we don't know much and it, it's there's just not enough time to learn even a fraction of what knowledge there is available mm-hmm. so even the very best person who spent every moment trying to acquire knowledge and they're still going to get stuff wrong they're still going to make mistakes yeah so we all just got to do with the best with what we've got and figure out how to live together
2: yeah for everyone's
0: sure. fighting about everything all the time yep It's ridiculous. I agree. Oh, you know what we haven't talked about? Omsi. (coughs) Yeah. remember Omsi? Back when you were in eighth grade? I do. So eighth grade, I was a chaperone on Mm -hmm. your eighth grade field trip. Were you there? I was there. (laughs) Yeah. I was a, I'd like to call myself like the sheriff of Omsi. Okay. I'm sure OMSI security wouldn't agree. but I think
2: you'd probably be fired pretty quick after that day.
0: (laughs) So what happened, you were there, but let's restate the the story. I don't
2: remember it enough. Yeah, you would tell it better. I was thinking we could piece it together because I only remembered
0: a couple of the things that were bad about it. But basically, we go on this field trip. We got a lot of Ocean Parky people on this field trip. They're a rowdy bunch. Mm -hmm. And a couple kids, like made i think there was a bomb threat was one
3: what really yeah
0: it was a fake bomb threat just like a kid saying i got a bomb or something like that well, and know. they, they, they that? were like yeah don't do that we, <laughs> we're at a don't do that yeah and yeah so that got us in trouble and then i think while the people the guy who looked like moby was giving us a talking to mm-hmm. about the bomb threat kid another kid stabbed another kid with a plastic fork and knife both from our school it should have been totally fine <laughs> and yeah it was that was bad the part I remembered the most though was that we were so it was an overnight thing uh-huh. and we were supposed to sleep there and so we were already on the shit list and they had made us do the bad kids bus which was like kid jail where yeah that's where I got to really exercise my rights as sheriff of OMSI I just sat on the big kids bus I was really more like a therapist of OMSI yeah I just listened to these troubled kids talk about their problems <laughs> And it was uh, it was actually a, more like a lifetime movie or a hallmark movie. There you go. Yep, I don't watch them, but I've heard. Yeah. So where everyone's got their sleeping bags out, they're picking a spot in this big like daycare center. Mm-hmm. and the kids all have their space and everything. And from across, I see Moby making a beeline towards Calvin, and he had a stuffed toy in his hand, like a plush toy. It mm-hmm. was like a rabbit or a lamb or something, Calviny. And just a soft little crittery friend Mm -hmm. for him to snuggle up with at night.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And he was walking off to his sleeping bag. And Moby was like, hey, you can't take that. He's like, oh, oh, this? I brought this from home. (laughs) (laughs) It says OMSI right on the bottom. (laughs) And there was a giant tag on the bottom of this thing that said OMSI. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry. And he gave it back it was really funny oh and somebody else wouldn't wear shoes and they kept on being told to put on shoes and I also remember at the very end you were pissed off because all these hooligans got us kicked out of the tour and we didn't get to get on the submarine Melissa was the 8th grade advisor so Uh she was responsible for this mess Mm -hmm. and I was her new boyfriend and and I was helping her out (laughs) and yeah it was a disaster and it was fun Mm -hmm. shout out OMSI
2: Shout out, to Omsi. Never been since. Never, i had. never been there before
0: then, actually. But I bet you loved time. it. Isn't it great? It's interesting. Yeah. I love Omsi. I think
2: it's cool. Interesting first experience. <laughs> did, did we see a movie there, too? Yeah, we went to that. Uh, I do remember that part. I can't remember what it IMAX was. IMAX theater or something. Yeah, right? we went to that IMAX theater. It was like a big globe. Yeah. And that was pretty cool, though. I do that remember that part. That was really cool. I think we, we were even able to bring snacks in and stuff. And Never again. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Never again. Never again.
0: again. <laughs> we'll never sit in a crowded theater. We'll never have to worry about who gets the armrest again. I know. That's a problem that is of the past. Yep. Wow. That's a novel thought. (laughs) Uh, I haven't thought about that. (laughs) Uh, What else are we losing? What else will we never have again? Oh, gosh. People, the cliche ones are easy. Oh, we'll never shake hands again. Yeah, Yeah. we will. There's going to be some stuff that we forget about. And then 20 years from now, we'll be like, (gasps) remember that. I'm sure there are. Oh, smoking a joint with hippies in the park. That'll never happen again.
2: Probably not. I can't relate, but I, I can imagine can that won't imagine. happen. I, yeah. Put
0: yourself in that position 10 years ago. Yeah, that won't... You're at the park.
2: It's still happening.
0: In a, in a different world where you're a person who smokes joints with hippies in the park, there's a lot of pressure to hit it if it's passed to you. Okay. It's, think of yourself in more of a Native American situation. Okay. Like you're sitting around the fire. There's some chanting. In the distance, you hear the pounding of Native drums. <laughs> they pass you the peace pipe. What are you just going to say, no, I don't smoke math?
2: I'm pretty sure at that point I embrace it and just go all in. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna do it. Again, that. very hard to relate, but if I if I try to put myself in that position, I'm pretty sure I would just go all in at that
0: point. You just smoke the myth? Probably. Yeah. I'm just kidding, everybody, obviously. <laughs> this Blake is a fun one to mess with about that. Because he's an NCAA Division One athlete, <laughs> and he would not do anything like that. So nope. it's, it's, it feels like safe territory because Shout it's so, so obviously a joke.
2: There's no substances going in my body of the sort.
0: <laughs> it's very clear. It's very clear. Uh-huh. You, you do not strike me. Even I think if you weren't a committed athlete, you just seem like you've got your shit together and you're too much of a goal-oriented person to, to have time mm-hmm. to indulge in that stuff.
2: I would agree. Yeah. I, I don't ever find myself, regardless of what I did or regardless of what I was going to do in life. I, I don't think that was going to be part of my path.
0: <laughs> do you still – I don't know if you do now, but we we grew up in a community where that was the norm. People drink and smoke pot. And yeah. It's very normal starting at a, usually a pretty young age, sadly. Yeah, no doubt. I'm sure you still had friends that were engaging in those activities as a teenager. Yeah. For sure. How did, how did those relationships work out? Did you were you able to still be friends with those people? Did you just stay away from that stuff completely? Or did you were you able to go and not engage? What
2: how did you play that? I, I tried to never put myself in those situations, so I just made it easy. But whenever I was, yeah, those relationships are still there. I can never say I don't keep in contact with many people from high school at all. Who does? Yeah. Maybe one or two people. I think that's generally the way it goes. Yeah, for sure. But it's not because... you start a podcast. Yep. Yeah. it's then not.
0: you suddenly reconnect with a lot of your old friends. That's yeah, awesome.
2: Yeah. But I wouldn't say it's because of like any altercations we had in those situations where I wouldn't drink or I wouldn't do whatever they were doing. You ever get pressure? No, not at all. I was pretty... If anybody said... I was pretty heavy to stand up and say, dude, that's not me. Not that guy. And if I, <laughs> somebody wanted to say something against that, I was totally fine with it because... If you're going to say something that's – if you think that I should be drinking right now and you think that's going to benefit me in any way towards what I'm doing, we don't need to talk again. And I was fine with that. It sounds bad. I guess no, it does It sounds unwanting. It sounds but like you were committed and you had boundaries. Yeah. I had no problem. If people weren't going to be on your side in that decision,
0: then you don't well, need to be a for, part of my it's life. It's best for your goals.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I, I don't think that's bad.
2: But again, there weren't many people like that. I was gonna so say, I never I had to deal with that. You didn't
0: have to exercise that yeah. and force that boundary often. People yeah. will understand that.
2: Yeah. It happened a couple times, but again. 99% of the people, they're all pretty cool. That mm-hmm. Nobody – I think peer pressure is very seldom seen anymore, it seems. Like. At least where I shouldn't say yeah. anymore, like in general. But where we're, where we're at, I don't think it's very prevalent.
0: No, it seems like people are pretty understanding. Yeah. And I, I really – I feel like I've always been – I mean, I don't know. I'll say that and then somebody will write me and be like, dude, you peer pressured the shit out of me. <laughs> but I feel like I've never felt really comfortable peer pressuring people. No. Because I know exactly what can happen mm-hmm. with drugs – or alcohol drugs including alcohol yeah me too there's a ton of danger there for anybody just because it's like handling a very dangerous weapon if exercised carefully it can be used safely mm-hmm. but it can also if you slip or you don't read the instructions you can end up dead mm-hmm. or end up ruining your life uh, or forgetting how You're supposed to feel – forgetting what it feels like to feel good without drugs. All these things that lead to addiction and the downward spiral. Yeah, So I never wanted to start anybody on that path. It's just, yeah, dangerous territory. For sure. Yeah, I agree. You probably lucked out. It's probably not even a temptation for you.
2: Not at all. No,
0: I don't have any want to do any of those things.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That is very good.
0: (laughs) Oh, I have another gadget. Oh, we didn't talk about the gadgets enough. Okay. So this uh, EMS, electromagnetic stimulation, you ever use that? I have this thing called a – Compex. Okay. And it is awesome. Do you have one of these? I don't. Oh, man. Compex? It's a complex. There's another brand called PowerDot that's real popular and it's a wireless version. And Compex actually makes a wireless version too. But um. it basically EMS? Yeah. Take a look at that. It has like six different settings. Shoot. It's nothing in here you can hurt except for that thing. But it's pretty robust. But yeah, you can turn it on and Look through the settings and stuff. These are the pads that go on. I feel like you'll have a natural ability to navigate it because you're young. Maybe, but it is really cool. And I don't use it nearly as much as I used to. AV (laughs) cords. Each one of those has two pads, so there's four cords, each with two contact pads, and you put them on your muscles. And I feel like you. It's wireless. This one's wired, but there is a wireless version. Gotcha. Does Um, it have to be
2: plugged into the wall? Nope. Nope. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, you can put it in your pocket and uh, do workouts with it. And there's programs in the device. Uh huh. So like you can, I put the, the times I've done that. I put it on my quads and then done like goblet squats. Uh huh. And it will. It's got a timer in there, so it tells you <clears throat> when to rest and when to work. And it fires your muscles and forces you to fully engage. It's nuts. It's really great. Does it have to be on skin. Usually like when we use our yeah. EMS it has to be on skin, okay. It does yeah. have to be on skin. It's really cool though. It's it's hard to explain. When I first got it, I was using it like two hours a day. Yeah. It was hard hard to not just because it's like Yeah. You could take it and, and borrow it. Or at least coming off, right? Yeah, yeah. I have a bunch of brand new pads. If you want to borrow it. Huh. I yeah, I have a feeling you would enjoy it. It's a uh, great it's like it, it similar level of uh Gadgety tech excitement I got with the massage gun. So I assume we got two here. Yep. i stick
2: it on skin. Yeah. So you want to try it? Yeah, I definitely do.
0: We could do a calf if you get if you yeah your band up. Do you do any breathing exercises and things like that? There's this book I read called Breath. Uh huh. It's really interesting. Huh. It's all about how like breathing is like the lost art mm-hmm. and it's basically like the gas pedal for your nervous system Mm -hmm. and it's how
2: we have control over so many of the functions of the body yeah it's really cool and i would say i I definitely focus my breathing a lot when we're golfing or practicing or when we're at events controlling our breathing is huge but i don't do yeah i don't do nearly enough you know focus on breathing aside from that like Mm -hmm. when i'm back in my room doing stuff yeah not. you probably don't have a lot of time to just sit quietly i don't i don't meditate which is something a lot of the guys on our team or like two or three of the guys on our team do that's a lot yeah now, now yeah it's more like none yeah 10 exactly. years ago um and i've it's just not something that really i i felt has struck home with me that much but i i know there's benefits for it um, but
0: what you're doing is working
2: yeah what i'm doing is working and i'm committed and confident with everything I, i'm doing and everything setting myself up preparing myself for what i'm doing yeah i didn't feel the nece- necessary er, ne- what am i looking for didn't the feel need. that it was necessary to, yeah, bring that in.
0: Mm-hmm. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. There you go. Yep.
2: Have you ever had
0: any bouts with mental
2: illness? No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't say so. It's Solid, just, huh? Yeah. You're in the year. Yeah.
0: You're in the trigger year. <laughs> I know. This is when people lose it.
2: Yeah, I know. I I felt like I handled last year pretty good too. And 2020. This, Everyone this year, Everyone bitched
0: about 2020. And what's one little pandemic? Yeah, not that bad. We did lose half a million people. So. <laughs> something beeped. My bad, but that's not what I mean. I just mean it didn't have to be a horrible year. Yeah. I had a great year.
2: Yeah, I agree. Me too. Man.
0: I'm sorry, man. I got this thing all pulled out and got your pant leg pulled half up, and then I just didn't have it ready
2: to go. (laughs) Oh, I found it. So
0: it goes like that.
2: I think we're right then. We're going to keep this on level one for now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy how much it like... Your Nervous system's like, what the fuck? I know, but then imme- immediately, like, if you relax, it starts to feel easy. Yeah, Do you feel anything? Not uh, yet. <laughs> Let me know.
2: Oh, it's starting to go. Yeah, it's gone. I feel barely a little bit right now. So now it's contracting it pretty good. I was good.
0: gonna give you this to. Let you adjust the strength, but this is
2: actually fine. Okay, okay, now it's fully contracted. <laughs> I don't think it's going any further. Is it
0: not pulsing?
2: It's not pulsing, it's just is contracting. It holding like it's a, just holding, oh, it, yeah. It's supposed to relax. This is brutal. Huh. Now it's cool. falling oh. back a little bit.
0: Okay, yeah, It's there's a countdown. Six seconds. Oh, okay. I better crank it. <laughs> okay, I'll let you play with it. So it's the blue and green button. Okay. Go up and down. And then, so that this is the tens. So it's for pain relief,
2: and that's. How do we get to the pulsing part?
0: So, like, the good one would be, like, training recovery is pretty good. That's a pulsing one. And you can really crank that one up, too. Let's
2: try that. Is this select? Yeah.
0: When you're really exhausted, it's just, and you still need to stretch, it basically just does it for you.
2: Okay, yeah, I can, Semi. I feel the pulse here.
0: Yeah, that one's like doing a jump rope exercise. It, like, flexes your calf a bounce, if I recall. But it's cool. the The ones that are wireless seem really cool because you can wear them to the gym if you have underactive. It's pretty nice. Something or other. Yeah. Do you know anything about upper cross syndrome or lower cross syndrome? Huh? That's where, or like anterior pelvic tilt. Okay. Where like from sitting in a desk all the time, where like you start to get that. Basically, it's like a collection of different. I don't want to say symptoms because it's not a disease, but mm-hmm. it's just like traits like rounded shoulders, internal rotation of the mm-hmm. shoulders, weak abs, transverse abdominus, rectus, abdomin- rectus abdominus, rectus I think over, over tight, lower back, all this stuff like typical of a lot of people mm-hmm. these days, me in particular. Mm-hmm. That's why I know. And it's a lot of it is just from driving so much and sitting at a desk and just like being on my ass too much.
2: Yeah. And not lifting heavy amounts of weight. You lift heavy. I don't. I find that I don't lift as heavy as I did back in high school, just for safety reasons. But I still lift pretty heavy. I would. You think, get so into heavy. it. Like, I do get it into it. I mean, I, I I treat my workouts, and I'm there for business. I'm I'm there to. I don't waste a lot of time. I, I'm there. I, I'm out. I'm in and out. Hour and a half. Why'd it stop? It takes breaks. Oh. So it. I crank it up on the break. What level do you go to?
0: 190.
2: Okay, I was gonna say I'm like 103, and I felt like it wasn't enough.
0: Yeah, when it's on the break is when I crank it way up, because then when it ramps it up it's almost like too much to stand i kind of like it (laughs) but yeah what were we just talking about oh workouts
2: yeah so yeah when i go and work out i treat it like i'm there for business i'm there to get some stuff done and yeah i'm in and out an hour and a half do you track do you take a journal or wear a fitness tracker i do for some things I don't wear a fitness tracker. I do track my weights for some things, but a lot of times when we do the same lifts, you know what you you're squatting that. when you go in. You know what you're going to do for a bench for six reps. I know what I'm going to go in. If I go in, I know I can bench 185 for six reps. And especially like when we have team workouts, they do log our stuff. Mm-hmm. So all our core lifts, they have our weights definitely tracked. So cool. we definitely get to see it each week, twice a week. But aside from that, yeah. I knew in high school when I went into the weight room, like what I could lift and what what. How I, much do you we weigh? T- one fifty three right now. Son
0: of a not bitch. A lot. You're so much smaller than me. How are you so much stronger than me?
2: <laughs> it's not fair, Blake.
0: Not a lot and I don't know. It's I wouldn't say I'm stronger than you. We haven't been in the weight room for a long oh, time. You're being nice. It's okay. <laughs> don't it's really impressive. I'm happy for you. I'm jealous of you, but I'm happy for you. I think, the, I think
2: the benching you. is you know, I get you get short arms.
0: Oh man, so you don't, have
2: is to move it as, you don't have terrible. to move it as far. You got I, long arms. Yeah.
0: I have like my oh, so I'm only six foot one and uh-huh. my wingspan is six foot three. Oh, yeah <laughs> i have freakishly long arms
2: yeah that that's yeah. That, that makes it tough you see those guys with long arms they don't bench as much as... no
0: i'm also really i'm just not a structurally sound person <laughs> i have uh, sloppy joints uh-huh. is, is i think the technical term so i fall apart yeah um, it, i have to focus so hard on proper alignment uh-huh. when i'm lifting even especially at low weights yeah that's the problem i've done too much lifting at sub-optimal weights. So I'm lifting way less than I'm capable of lifting. I'm just for maintenance or laziness. And it it makes it to where I can do that in a non-optimal way. So I can use these compensatory muscle patterns Mm -hmm. um, where I'm like, instead of using my big muscles, my legs and my, my glutes, my quads and my hamstrings i'm lifting up the 185 pounds i'm squatting with yeah. my lower back
2: yeah went through that high school where everybody would come in they're trying to lift as much as they could and they have horrible form they're just asking so for injury and i think that's <laughs> now i think that's a huge thing uh, that's wrong with like high school training classes and then it's jumping right into these core lifts and there's no like training up to it my uh, brother ross was, how to
0: stack the weight on their bones yeah
2: yeah exactly and you need to in my opinion have a program like setting yourself up to, to teach a person how to squat if they've never squatted before. Teach a person how to power clean, right? Yeah. You can't come into a weight room and just power clean and expect a person to do it the correct way. You I can never teach even them heard the basic... of what a power
0: clean was yeah. until like 11th grade.
2: You can, teach, you can teach the basic steps of a power clean, but there's so many like you just teach them how to deadlift the correct way and mm-hmm. you teach them how to snatch it. It's not going to They're not, they're going to understand the the steps, but they're not going to understand how to do the movements properly. Yeah. And there's, I think there's... For years. Yeah. There's a long-term process that needs to be done. I was taught the wrong way, 100%. But I would say down the road, I learned a little bit. My brother Ross is a personal trainer for a year too. And so we, we always talked about how important it was that coming through high school weight classes, it's almost like you're asking to get injured.
0: Yeah. It seems like that. Yeah.
2: It's, yeah.
0: I, I know that there's probably not... I don't know. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. The programs that we went through were great for what they were. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I'd have to agree. I don't remember getting any direct instruction. Yeah. It was just open weightlifting time, which is exactly what I wanted. uh, I love
2: that too. Yeah, because there's nobody telling you you had to do these certain lifts. You do
0: bench press and then you bullshit with your friends. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what you do. Maybe some curls if there's people around.
2: Yep. But there not me because
0: I was weak. <laughs> Sloppy joints. <laughs> um, no, it's, I've always loved lifting, but I'm, I'm really not that good at it. It's fun to learn about because – and it's more fun now to learn about because I just – I'm excited about being a human and mm-hmm. figuring out how to do it correctly. And I realize that not everything does come naturally. Yeah. We don't just automatically know the best way to breathe, the best way to sleep, the mm-hmm. best way to communicate. And it's not just what feels good. No, yeah. It's, there's a technical way, and it's not even the same for everybody. So that's part of the game. For sure, yeah. Figuring it out. No doubt. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And it seems like you are doing a really good job of figuring this game out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: it's just so much
0: that I need to figure out about it. But yeah, I think like I... there's the right answer. <laughs> that's how I know you're going to be successful. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of what you've said today, Blake, has been just like a huge indicator to me that you're on a path to success. And part of me is scared for you because of what that will bring into your life. And who knows what that will be. You might have a long list of Denny's waitresses by this time 20 years from now. Yeah. But you also might have a giant room full of trophies and a bank account full of Bitcoin.
2: Those are the things you think about.
0: (laughs) By then cash is dead. But I can't wait to watch it happen. And I really, truly have faith that you will make it happen. Thank you. So thank you so much for stopping by today. Do you have any closing thoughts or any more questions or topics you want to hit before we head out? I don't think so. Not this is I... fun, man. Yeah, it was really fun. It was really great to Thanks sit down and get to know you. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We are out of here. You we know, play some golf. All right. Love you guys. Bye.
1: I'm still fly. I know. I'm still fly. I'm still fly. Let's go. Be a hater like you It could be all it was to make the man, But that poison's gonna chew you From the inside out So right now Say it with your chest now Say it with your chest now I'm young, I'm free Can't nobody take to prove to me yeah.